Didn't get it done. Did not get it done. Welcome everybody to Emerald City Hockey's playoff postgame live presented by Queen Anne Beer Hall after that 4-1 loss to the Colorado Avalanche. And we are going to a game seven in the Seattle Kraken's first ever playoff series. We get to experience a game seven. If you've been tense or on an emotional roller coaster before, oh boy, <laughs> what do we have in store? Um, yeah, this is just a rough one. I mean, the, the Kraken did not play well. It felt like, you know, the Kraken had made great strides in how they were playing the Avalanche. Those last two games in particular, outplaying the Avalanche. They had battled back. They had fixed a lot of the problems that they were having. And then they just came out and they were flat. They they just didn't. They let the Avalanche, especially in the second period, the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes of that third period, just all Avs, all Colorado, Colorado just the entire time. Uh, and that's not a way to, to close out a series, unfortunately. Um, I thought, you know, there were still some good efforts in this one. Grubauer with 30, 35 saves uh, is still impressive. I thought, you know, uh, Maddie played a really good game. Uh, there's some individual performances, but as a whole, I mean, the Kraken, they, they got outplayed in this one. Bottom line, uh, defensively, they looked really rough, especially after the first period. I thought the first period was a really solid period both ways. Um, but that that second and third period, the abs made adjustments. And I don't know. I don't want to say that it just looks like they wanted it more. Uh, but it was clear that the avalanche maybe had a little bit more energy or they just had a better game plan for those final two periods. And their players were able to execute uh, in a big way. Uh, crack and rough on the faceoffs again. The shot totals really tell the story in this one, right? 39 for the Avalanche, only 23 for the Kraken. It's not going to get it done. That's not how you close out a series. Uh, and then also, I mean, the Kraken PK, unbelievable. You killed off another five penalties today. On the flip side, should you have taken five penalties? <laughs> Probably not. So it's, um, yeah, this one, this one was just a really rough one. Uh, it felt like the Kraken had a ton of momentum coming into this one, and that really ground to a halt. Uh, and the Avalanche are able to get right back into this series, force the game seven, and uh, we'll be off to Colorado um, for, I believe, Sunday. Yes, Sunday. Uh, do not have a time yet for that game. So that's where we stand with that. Uh, Going to hop over in a chat here, see how everyone's doing after this one. Uh, Schultz, too many penalties. I agree. Uh, Kraken just weren't totally disciplined in this one. Um, it And it came back to bite them. I mean, there's no way around that. Uh, you give Colorado five, five power plays. I get it. You killed them all off. That is amazing. Like what the PK has done to this Colorado Avalanche power play is nothing short of incredible. It really is. This was a top five, top six power play in the league through the regular season. And they've come in. I think they've only got the one power play goal through six games now. Uh, the, the PK cannot be talked about enough. Can't be overstated how important this Kraken PK has been to keeping them in games like today. Uh, but at the same time, can't give them five penalties. Because you know what? It also just limits your ability to stay in the game. It limits your ability to build momentum sometimes if you're killing penalties like that i just yeah uh, i think that that's something the kraken need to need to figure out for the next one uh jules with the super chat here thank you very much jules uh no one have their heads down kraken fans we knew this wouldn't be easy get ready and hyped for us winning at their home ice once again we got this bring up a really important uh 
important point there, Jules, and that is that we're going on the road back to Colorado. This is a place we've won a couple games. We won the last game there. Um, I, I still feel really good about this. This is why we wanted to, you know, split the two, uh, split the first four games, right? Get it to a best of three series with two games on a road. We knew that that was going to be the best scenario for this Seattle Kraken team. And that is the scenario we are finding ourselves in now. Um, you know, you'll look at this. I, I feel pretty comfortable and confident in the Kraken. I know today was a little bit of a dud. You had two really disappointing periods, but the bottom line is the Kraken, they, they bounce back from stuff like that. They've bounced back from stuff like that in this series. These last two games, right? Game five, game four, uh, were the Kraken bouncing back from games two and three and making the adjustments they had to make, winning faceoffs, getting the shots, uh, cutting down on penalties, figuring out the power play. They've already done this. They've been there. They've done this. They've made the adjustments. They've proven that they can do it. Uh, so, yes, I still think that there is a lot of confidence. I think you make a very good point there, Jules. And everyone uh, in chat here uh, telling me 6.30 on Sunday. So, very cool. Uh, thanks, everybody, for letting me know. Um, you guys all got the information before the NHL's website. So, congrats. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, 6.30 on Sunday. Uh, we'll see if it actually starts at 6.30 on Sunday or if it starts at 6.50 and it's on True TV because uh, that's the way the, the crack have been going here. Um, next comment here from one of the birthday boys alongside Gregory and Gary. Of course, Michael. Happy birthday, Michael. Well, Kraken didn't get me a birthday win. I know I feel feel bad for you, Michael. Uh, but at least I got to eat dinner next to a Kraken minority owner down here in Santa Barbara randomly. True story. Yeah, I saw that earlier, I believe, on the Discord. Um, fascinating fascinating i hope you had a nice birthday dinner michael i hope you enjoyed that maybe got to talk a little bit of shop with the with the crack of minority owner there um yeah you know wondering if it was macklemore or marshawn lynch jerry bruckheimer i don't know there's a lot of there's a lot of big names in that ownership group for the for the seattle kraken but uh hope you had a birthday gregory in here with the super chat again hope you hope you had a good birthday despite this gregory even though we lost on my birthday we are a, a better road team can't wait to make their arena quiet on sunday hashtag belated birthday present way to stay positive gregory again i hope you had a good time at the game tonight uh, it seemed like it was really loud in there. I know Sound of Hockey put out that tweet. I think it was like 109 dBs uh, in the uh, in the arena there. Just more proof that the Kraken listened to us. The fact that they were measuring it and they put it up on the Twins. I'm telling you, they're in here. I, I see you all watching. Um, but yeah, I, it seemed like a pretty good atmosphere there for, for at least the beginning anyway. Uh, yeah, it was It's just a, it was a rough game. It was a rough game. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. Uh, really, the first rough one that I feel like we've seen this. All right. That was weird. Sorry. Paige just refreshed on me. Um, yeah, I felt this, this was like the worst game that we'd played all series. But otherwise, I mean, the Kraken have been super solid throughout this one. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think they're going to come back out. I think I agree with Jules. I think, you know, going on the road for a game seven into a building, we've proven we can win in a couple times. We've proven we can make adjustments after bad games like this one. Uh, I still feel pretty good. Kraken Oxyow came out flat. They lacked the fire and the aggressiveness they had the last two games. Colorado had nothing to lose but the series and played like it on to Denver Sunday night. I agree. And one of my takeaways um, through the first period was, wow, Colorado really came to play, but the Kraken were matching that intensity. They were matching that energy level, and they were doing a really good job hanging in there and, and forcing a lot of plays into the Colorado zone. 
But that second period, that just kind of went away. Then the Kraken started having issues in their defensive zone. And then for the third period, the Kraken just not able to get any sort of push going offensively at all. Just not even able to get into the into the Avs zone. They had a fantastic job of just locking things down through the neutral zone. Kraken just couldn't move the puck, couldn't move their themselves. It was it really turned into a slog there. Uh, certainly saying we just we just beat them at home. Then I guess we'll just beat them at home. Then I guess yeah, that's that's what it's going to come down to. Just got just got to do that. Infamous. Uh, if we're completely sh- we were completely shut down, and I'd hope they can figure it out for the next game. I think they can. I think a lot of the bones were there for it in the first period of this one. Um, I think the Maddie line was playing fantastic. I talked about that on Twitter a bunch about the job that. Um, uh, Matty Beneers had, uh, he was getting physical, dropping below the goal line, going into the corners, stealing pucks, looked fantastic. Uh, Ty, before he took his penalty in this one, Ty Cartier, before he took his penalty and was kind of benched, uh, I thought he did a good job. He, he just knows how to get open and where to sit and be, you know, wait for a pass in a prime scoring spot. I love to see that. Uh, just felt like a matter of time before Matty was going to be able to find him there. Uh, and then Jordan Eberly, who was hitting everything. Uh, he was trying to generate space and create space in the slot for Ty, and it was doing. He was doing a fantastic job with it. Unfortunately, went a little bit too far with the physicality with that board on uh, Cogliano. That's a rough one. I'm just going to talk about it, get it out of the way now. I apologize, everybody, if you don't want to hear about it or you don't want to hear this opinion. We could potentially see a suspension for that, and I think that it would be, you know, I. I would get it if the Department of Player Safety wanted to give him a game for that. I would totally understand it. That was a dangerous play. It's a big no-no play. There was a lot of time for him to not do what he did on that one. Uh, It was clear you're just looking at Cogliano's back, and you cannot hit a player from behind up against the boards like that, especially when they're bent over like that. And if you are, don't follow through the way Everly did. That's just signaling you were really committed to that. You weren't trying to avoid the contact at all. I, I think it's, you know, it's it's possible we might see something for Everly there. I was very surprised he avoided the major. I really thought we were getting a major there. Um, so I, you know, that's those are my thoughts on it. I'm trying to be, you know, just real with everybody. I don't want to be like the Denver people with the Vicar thing and just try to act like it wasn't as bad as it was. That was a really bad play from Everly. And I think they got away with it just being a minor. Um, Cogliato came back to the game. Maybe that weighs into the decision that, that, you know, they don't get the suspension because he wasn't as injured as McCann was, but I I just want to warn everybody to potentially brace for that tomorrow. uh, If we do get any sort of, um, uh, news on it. Uh, all right. That, on the happier things, we'll probably bring it up when RJ joins us eventually again, but that'll be it. I promise. Uh, LGG, darn it. Uh, let's get this done in seven. Uh, appreciate the super chat there, LGG. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, let's try. Like, like, let's go for it. I think the Kraken are in a really good spot to make this happen. Looking around at all these series that are potentially going seven, or we do know, in fact, are going seven. I think the Kraken are in the best spot of any of them, right? This is a road team. We know that all regular season. This is a team that's looked really good in Colorado, all the games in Colorado. So that's a big plus. Because uh, again, the, the really the two worst games in the series for them have been this game tonight in Seattle and game three, which was the first game in Seattle. Uh, all three games that have been played in Colorado were either, you know, two of them were cracking wins. One was a loss, but it was a loss that just came down to the avalanche, got the bounce in the third period. 
So I, I still think that this is totally Kraken are in fantastic shape going to Colorado for a game seven. I think we should all be super pumped for it. 630 on Sunday. I'm going to be so, so ready for it. So, so ready. Uh, Coop, how many wasted opportunities and prime scoring chances in the first period? So frustrating. Schwartz alone could have had four to five goals in this game and only put like three on net and all straight into the pads. It's the way it goes some nights. I mean, Jaden Schwartz, he's been creating a ton of offense for this team so far this series, uh, doing a fantastic job of it, it playing like crazy. Um, just got to wait and see. I mean, it's just the way some games go for guys is, you know, you just gripping the stick a little bit too tight. You send them wide too much. Can't get everything on it, whatever it is. It just happens that way sometimes. And it felt like, you know, for the Kraken through that first period, I'm looking at the shot totals, you know, 10 shots on, on goal in that one. That was the most they had in any period tonight, only 23 on the whole game, which is a problem. Uh, but the Kraken, they were still, they were very much in it in that one. And it just felt like, you know, a after that, they just, just couldn't get it done. Um, but the bottom line is sometimes that's the way it is, right? They, they just don't go in. You have to just keep trying. You have to keep pushing for it. You have to keep grinding. Try to create a dirty goal if that's what it's going to take. You try to get screens on the goaltender. Uh, don't let them make clean saves, right? You got to you gotta work through that, right? It, it happens for everybody that, that things don't fall your way or you get a bad bounce or whatever happens, happens. Right. D is able to get just enough of a of a little of their stick on yours as you're trying to get your shot off. You're not able to get a clean release on it, not able to elevate it, whatever. Uh, you just got to keep battling. You just got to keep finding ways of getting open looks. You got to keep finding ways of getting pucks on net. Got to keep finding ways of being there for rebounds when they're there. Uh, and the Kraken just didn't really do a good job of doing that tonight, especially through the second and third periods. And that's ultimately um, why this result went the way it did. Again, though, credit to the D, credit to Grubauer for keeping this game as close as it was, despite the fact that the Kraken were so unable to get shots. I mean, 13 shots on goal in the last two periods of this game. Uh, this game could have looked really, really ugly on the score sheet, but you, when you got Philip Grubauer back there making 35 saves, it, it at least keeps things respectable, and it kept the Kraken in this one late. So they were able to kind of put on a push there at the very end. So definitely want to give Grubauer his his due uh, after this one. Uh, everything about this game just felt bad, lol, from the call. It certainly wasn't great. Uh, Kalen, poor Matty, he doubled his penalty minutes. Yep. If you were in the building tonight, you saw one of the rarest things in all of the NHL. You saw Matty Paneer's penalty. Uh, so, you know, Gregory, birthday boy in the building, you at least got that. That's something, right? That's something. Um, Daniel, we didn't hit at all tonight. I don't know. I mean, 35 hits. We out hit the avalanche. Um, were any of them bone shattering hits outside of the ebbs one, which again, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. That was a dangerous play. It should not have happened. Um, it's not the Kraken style to maybe just, you know, hit somebody and level them. Uh, but the bottom line is they were playing physical. They were up there against the Avs. It's again, you're looking at this Avs team outside of this first line, right? They're not making, they're not creating offense. They're not, they're not generating a ton. Um, and, and I think that that speaks volumes, uh, volumes about it. So I, I think, you know, they're hitting, they're disrupting. It's just that they're disrupting the bottom three lines for the avalanche. And that top line isn't getting disrupted enough. And it's keeping the abs in this series uh, is the bottom line. But I, I think the Kraken are playing plenty physical. Uh, let's see. Michael figured abs would come out swinging and doing everything they can to avoid elimination. Now got to be road warriors again. Hopefully not for the last time this year. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it. Got to go on the road, but that's, that's where they, that's where they've looked good. 
Um, let's see. Uh, Ty Cartier with his first NHL penalty. That's right. He did. And then Ty Cartier with his first ever like NHL benching afterwards. I said it when it happened too. I looked at Afra and I said, we might not see him again tonight, especially the way this game was going, the way the Kraken needed to get things going. Uh, it's just rough. That's growing pains for a young player. Uh, but yeah, that's, you know, it, we, that's what we saw. That's what we saw. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens with game seven uh, lineup wise. We'll see, you know, we'll, we'll hear about McCann at some point. I'm sure. I don't know that he'll be available, um, but we'll see what uh, Hackstall wants to do. We saw him, you know, in light of that kind of benching of Ty Cartier, shuffling the lines there a little bit. Jaden Schwartz ending up playing up there with uh, Aberly and Beneers. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, with everything. I really don't have a read on it to be perfectly honest. Other, I would give it to you if I had one. I just truly do not have a read on it. I think there's too many variables. Got to just kind of wait and let them figure it out. Craig Knock, don't worry folks. The boys will win in Denver. I think the pressure of trying to win at home affected them to a, a degree, I believe. Uh, it's possible. It feels like the pressure to win at home's kind of gotten them all throughout the year. So it really wouldn't surprise me uh, if that was the case, Crack and Hawk. But yeah, I, I, I'm with everybody. We're, we're talking about it. I feel really good. Like I said, I feel I feel better about the Kraken's chances of winning going on the road in game seven than anybody else's in the NHL. Uh, and and by like a, a healthy margin too, just a healthy margin on that one. Ty fell flat in period two and stopped hitting. It was done then. Turns out I could have gone today. Lol. Uh, I've been scared to go to go. Understandable why you've been scared. The man dubbed the tank commander. Uh, but you know, I, I get it. And, and yeah, you know, it would have been rough, uh, had you gone Ty, and the game went this way, but, uh, you know, I, I, I would like you to get there for a playoff game. I, I do think you deserve it. Um, for sure. Varain, unfortunate to see the power play face off clears regress again. It's true. But again, this is what happened games two and then really happened in game three. And the Kraken made a concerted effort to make sure that they came out game four, game five and flip that narrative you saw the face-off wins i've talked about it on the deep dive yanni gord horrible face-offs for the first three games lights out the last two games bad again tonight i gotta think he's not gonna let himself be bad again in a game seven he's not gonna be 29 percent on the face-off dot in game seven he's just not going to let himself and i and that's that's why i'm so i'm so positive and i'm so optimistic about this game seven is because we just watched the Kraken deal with this. They had the, the same problems that plagued them tonight were the same problems they had in games two and, and really in games three, game three. And they corrected it for game four. They really got it going for game five uh, in Colorado, which is where they're going back to. So I, I they know what they need to do. They know that they can do it. I think that's a big, big, big thing for them. Uh, they just have to go out there and do it for game seven. It's as simple as that. They just have to get it done. Uh, it's just on them. But I think that it's good that it's on them, that we're talking about this is on them. We're not saying that, wow, Colorado's going to have to really kind of fumble this one at home if we're to have a chance. No. If the Kraken play like we know they can and they address the things we know they need to address, they, they will win that game. They've proven that to us already in this series. Uh, so it is on them. I, I think you're always better off if you kind of control your destiny there and it's up to you and doing what you need to do. I think that that's a much better thing here. Uh, Sergeant Pickles, sorry, no studs and duds. Got a sick son to look after. Oh, I'm sorry. I hope it feels better soon. Uh, if you told me before all this, we would get to a game seven. I would take it. And no matter what, this has been a great season. Totally. 
It has been. I mean, we're going to game seven against the defending Stanley Cup champions. Nobody had us here. RJ and I didn't have us here. <laughs> right? If we're just being honest with everything. Um, and and not a ton of people had us here. And and I think it's really, really impressive what the Kraken are doing here. Um, yeah, I you know, we've talked all about why I think we should be positive going into this game seven. But even if you just want to say, look, it's a playoff hockey game, those are basically 50-50, then We've put ourselves in a in a spot to have a coin flip to go to the second round of the playoffs. We would have all agreed to that at the beginning of the regular season. We would have all agreed to that at the at the turn of the calendar. We all would have agreed to that at the start of the playoffs too. So um, it's we're playing on house money. This is all gravy, all that good stuff. Uh, but boy, it's it's sure great that the Kraken have looked this good through the playoffs so far because it's just so much fun. It's so much fun being able to do those post-game wins through these playoff games with everybody. It's been incredible, incredible. And so I really hope we're able to do the biggest one yet on Sunday. Uh, Nicole, the penalties taken in the second took away any opportunity the Kraken had of winning. I'm especially upset about the hit Ebbs delivered. You just lost a line mate to a dirty hit. Be a little bit more aware. I agree with you, Nicole. It was it was a really bad hit. He just there was no there's kind of no excuse on it. Uh, and, and, you know, hopefully we'll get to get to see him. Lindsay, glad I didn't drop $500 on a ticket to watch the worst game of the series for the Kraken, in my opinion. I agree it was probably the worst game in the series. Um, I, I don't know. It's one of those, like, yeah, it's not what you were expecting if you were in the building, but I don't want to take away from anybody's experience. You still got to go to a game in which the Kraken had the opportunity. I think you got to take that chance. Like, if you commit to take that chance, you should never feel bad about committing to take that chance. You know what I mean? Like, that's... that I. I'm I'm with you on on a situation like that. Um, how about the how about the Panthers pushing Boston to, to seven? Lol, what? It's all my boy Matthew Kachuk. You know that tie. You know that tie. It's all about my boy Kachuk. But we're not here to talk about the Panthers. Why are we talking about the Panthers? Uh, Coop, please for the love of God, someone guard Miko Ranted, and the dude has literally six goals in this series. It's it's McKinnon. It's Rantanen. That line is crushing us. They are outscoring the rest of their team. Well, maybe not before the empty net. Maybe now they're tied. Uh, but Lakin, it's playing with them. And, and he got two goals tonight. Uh, the bottom line is that top live line for the Avs is the only reason Colorado is, is making this game go seven. Get going, go, uh, making this series go seven. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, because that line is insane. It's unbelievable. That was the line I was worried about going into this series. That is the line I am still worried about throughout this series. It is the only aspect about this Colorado team that is giving them any sort of light life. It's the only aspect of this Colorado team that's that the Kraken are having a hard time figuring out that the Kraken are able to deal with. Kraken can deal with everything else. They're finding a way to get through their tough and deep blue line. They're finding a way to get past the goaltender they're finding a way to win the line matchups three out of four times but they're losing that one line matchup against that top colorado line so bad that we are going to a game seven and it's not even because the kraken are playing bad it's just because that line is so good for the colorado avalanche i don't know what the kraken need to do to slow them down uh it they've they've thrown everything in the kitchen sink at them and it just hasn't really seemed to stop them uh and so we just got to hope that they make a mistake or that they are just not on their A game on Sunday. Uh, because if they're not, then the Kraken can walk through that game. If they are, it, I mean, Kraken are going to have an uphill battle on their hands just to, just to keep up with that one line. It's wild how good that one line is. 
absolutely insane. Um, officially scored the first goal again. Is that a record from X Kid Z? It's a record for a team starting the the playoffs, and not like in general, but for like their first ever playoffs. So because this is this is the Seattle Kraken's first ever playoffs for them to start their their playoffs, uh, their playoff history with the first goal in six straight games is indeed a NHL record. Uh, so congrats to the Kraken on that, uh, setting that record. It's an impressive one. I mean, I starting off like that through six games, that's, that's a coach's dream. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's everything that you could ever want from your team and the Kraken are making it look pretty easy. And how about talking about coaches, shout out to the video coaches uh, for, for getting word to Hackstall to, to, challenge that um byron goal because it was offsides and that was huge that was huge it allows you to go out and get that first goal of the game try to build some positive momentum there um they've done a fantastic job all season long the video coaches for the crack and and they did another you know big biggest call of the year tonight and they totally nailed it so really want to uh really want to give them some credit jake jokes on them we're better on the road anyway we'll take them at balls arena <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Russ Kraken looked cooked this game, uh, and then Joey Colorado dominated us. Yeah, I mean we've talked about it. There's there's not too much really left to say uh, on this one. It's uh, it's just the way way it is. Um, let's see. We went from a crew that didn't call any anything to a crew that called everything. It's, it's, it's playoff hockey. Sometimes that happens. You see the overcorrections. Um, there was, uh, Gino Meowkin put, put something about that in the discord today, uh, as series go later, kind of the trends for teams and penalties. So to see the avalanche kind of take the edge and the power play opportunities, it fit what generally happens and what, what happens as these series go deeper. Um, and unfortunately that would be a trend that would continue into the next game. So the Kraken have to make sure that they, you know, don't take penalties. Don't put, don't put it, uh, in the officials hands. Um, and, and that is something that the Kraken can be in charge of themselves. And so, uh, I think they gotta, they gotta do that time. I'm going to say it also stripes were pretty one-sided tonight, missed some key stuff that could have turned the tide that would have, uh, that would drop, uh, then would drop some weak incidental stuff. It wasn't a great game from, from the, the refs, right? Missed the Yanni Gord, uh, high stick. That would have been a nice one to have all that stuff. But again, right. We talked about Nathan McKinnon crying about the no call. That really was a no call. Uh, and he stopped playing and it led to that Cartier goal in that last one. In this one, it led, it led to an awful icing uh, as the Kraken needed to play in this game. They needed to try to generate something. I get it. That was a legitimate call that the refs missed. But Kraken, all five Kraken guys basically stopped to complain about it. And you saw just a really uh, lazy neutral zone icing that the Kraken, the Kraken took after that one because they just... They didn't they didn't come back and play hard from it. They didn't let that galvanize them. They didn't let that energize them to go out there and try to generate those chances when they really needed to be generating those chances. Uh, so a little bit of that on the Kraken. I'm not going to absolve them of any blame there. Uh, but yeah, I felt like the you know, the refs, they, they weren't they weren't great in this one. Um, uh, although some of it some of it was deserved, like the Eberly one. Um uh, let's see. Absurdly saying the defending Stanley cup chance clearly didn't want to lose in six to a second year expansion team. I really hope we don't get too down on the guys tonight. Uh, yeah, again, you know, it's not to take too much away from the Kraken. I mean, the Avs were just the better team, uh, and the Kraken kind of fell back into the same issues that have plagued them all year long. Face-offs, pa special teams, you know, 
it's the it's the same old story for the Kraken. So it's it's nothing too too rough. I don't feel like we're being too hard on them for calling them out on the stuff we've called them out on, you know, 40 times throughout the season. But, uh, you know, just I, I'm still positive. I think they'll play better on Sunday. And that's really what's going to matter. Uh, Sean, dirty hitter McCarr with two assists while our best scorer out indefinitely with undisclosed injury, i.e. concussion from McCarr's cheap shot. Certainly doesn't feel good, but it's it's the way it goes. Uh, and, you know, you just got to find a way of playing through it. It's the bottom line. Bryce, I really felt like the lack of McCann, really felt the lack of McCann in this one. He's the Kraken's most able able to just shoot and score on the rush. He is. He's, he's great on the PK at generating chances. I mean, the PK was fantastic tonight. Obviously, you know, Avalanche going 0 for 5 is a giant deal for you. Um, but McCann able to create a lot of shorthanded chances would have had opportunities tonight wasn't out there for him uh you also wonder about the kraken's own power play struggles right having a guy like mccann who's a 40 goal scorer who can just snipe it it would be nice to have um but it's uh it's the it's the way it goes you know what i mean we just gotta gotta find a way to win without him uh, unfortunately um russ i do sit here and go if we just had our big goal make goal scorers we might have made had a different game here um it's possible. I don't know that, you know, losing the faceoffs the way that they did, not being able to gain entry into the zone in the third period, the first half of the third period. I don't know that McCann makes a difference there, to be perfectly honest. I don't I, I just don't. I think the Kraken as a whole system wise um, just didn't have it tonight. Uh, they were turning over the puck a lot. They couldn't make a lot of passes work. Um, I don't know that one player was going to fix what plagued the Seattle Kraken tonight, because, again, this is what's plagued the Kraken all season. We've seen plenty of games where the Kraken have had a 100% healthy lineup, and they've gone ahead and dropped games playing just like they did tonight. So, And against a far less motivated squad than what they had to go up against in this one. So I know it's really rough uh, to be missing guys like Berkey and to be missing a McCann. It, it sucks. There's no way around it. But I, I still think that this, you know, we just saw this team win last game. Uh, they, they, were, they, had, they could have won this game, and they didn't. Uh, is the bottom line. Uh, let's see. X kids. Yeah, I figure we might have a chance when they stack their first line with our depth. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. What do they have to do about the abs top line? I, I don't know. They're really trying to do everything. They're playing them super aggressive at the blue line as the avalanche, as that line tries to enter the zone. They're playing them super aggressive, trying to get them to have to dump in the puck. Problem is, I mean, Miko Rantanen is a giant guy. He's super big. Uh, Evan Rodriguez, he's not big, but he's a great guy along the boards at, at winning board battles. He's able to chip it in and go deep and, and go up against a Will Borgen or Carson Soucy, guys that are much bigger than him, but still walk away with the puck. He's very crafty uh, with his stick in there to really, you know, engage as much as he needs to physically, but really he's focused on digging the puck out and walking away with possession. And then obviously Nathan McKinnon is just one of the most talented players in the world um so it's it's really tough i still think that that's the best strategy you have is just to try to not let let them enter the zone clean don't let them set up in the zone if possible uh just put them in a position where they have to kind of jump dump and chase and grind uh and then try to get a shot off instead of maybe getting a, a whole playoff where they can get maybe some passing and and open things up a little bit uh as it is a lot of like what ranson has been able to do to score in this series i know we meant we talked about the six goals he's had earlier um a lot of it's just been him kind of being untouched in the zone being there for rebounds like his goal tonight um just 
you know, he's getting lost in the zone. He's finding ways of getting open. He's finding ways of walking behind the Seattle defenders. Just got to gotta keep your eyes out for him. He's huge. He's like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, uh, he shouldn't be getting lost the way that he gets lost, but it's a credit to his ability to do so. Uh, so if you're the Kraken, I think a lot of it, you're playing McKinnon pretty well. These last two games, you played McKinnon really well. I wouldn't change how you're playing McKinnon. Again, just limiting his time and space, not letting him really look up and scan and find his open guys. Uh, that's that's how you have to play Nathan McKinnon. So keep playing Nathan McKinnon that way. As for Rantanen, just make sure you're aware of where he is. He is getting way too open in this series. You go back and you look at all six of his goals. He has time and space on, I think, five of those six. And so that's what has to stop. You need to find a way of, of bodying him up and not letting him have that time and space. Uh, Sean, despite the loss and heavy shelling from the Avs, Group Hour with the 921 save percentage. I'm telling you, Gru was huge. This game looks so ugly on the score sheet without Gru Bauer. Uh, you heard the, the analysts, the intermission reports. You heard those guys calling the game uh, on uh, TNT. Everybody impressed with Grubauer in this one, and deservedly so. He he was fantastic. Russ agree in there with the next comment, uh, for sure. Steven, that just didn't have the energy tonight. Too much standing around watching. Couldn't get any chemistry on offense. Definitely the worst performance so far, except for Gru. He kept us in it. Again, agree with all that. Defensively as a whole for the Kraken, it felt like this game, uh, the momentum kind of got to them, and they were playing from behind. They weren't able to dictate uh, really what the Avalanche were able to do. They weren't able to hold the Avalanche to the outside. They were letting guys like Ranson I just talked about get lost behind them. Uh, that's what happens on that first Lekkonen goal too, right? Just let You're just allowing them to make a cross-zone pass to somebody in tight there. Like You just can't do that. That's just a play that can't be made. Uh, and I felt like the, the Kraken were kind of playing from behind the play a little bit. They weren't doing a good job of getting in front of it. Uh, and, and I think that that's, um, you know, that's it's hard to win games if if that's the way that you're playing defensively. Uh, you have to try to dictate what they're doing in your zone. It's your zone. You have to control what is going on in your zone. And I know that that's easier said than done, but that is the mentality that you have to have. You cannot let um, the avalanche kind of walk around and hold on to possession as long as they did, be able to get the looks that they were able to get, let, get, let them get open the way they were able to get open. You got to make them fight for every inch in the defensive zone and the Kraken defense uh, just wasn't in a spot to do that tonight. Uh, Maddie got a second penalty ever. That's how, you know, we took too many from Jake. That's a, that's a good point. It's a very good point. If Maddie's out there taking a penalty for you and it was a penalty, it was a legitimate penalty. Um, that's, that's how, you know, you took too many penalties. I love that Jake. Very, very good. Um, imagine playing like that at home. Uh, it's so over. Um, I, I don't think it's over. I've, I'm still super positive about game seven. Super, super, super positive um, about it. Uh, let's see. Glad you did have a good time there, Michael. Just getting down to that. Again, long chat. A lot of people in here. Uh, Lindsay, shout out to the 70 all here, even though it's a loss. Not the 240 uh, bandwagoners only here for the wins. We're the real OGs. Hey, I totally get it with the with the other stuff. I, I, I'm not sure I'd call them all bandwagoners. Uh, we've been getting healthy uh, morning after numbers. Uh, on all of these but yes i do want to say thank you to the 82 people in here joining us after this after this loss um because you know it is it's a tough game and it is tough to, to want to talk about it afterwards but we're all in here and we all know that we're um gonna take take care of each other and we'll have an okay time uh russ dumb question where would i find the stat for mckinnon's time on ice this series 
Uh, I don't know about for the entire series. That actually you could probably go to Money Puck uh, and then under players find him uh, for the playoffs. Like, like I can try to do that right now. The other way of doing it is just by going to the box score on NHL's website, just on that top bar um, on NHL.com. It's got the game. You can just click into that and you can see how much he had in this game and then click through all of the games. Um, but I'm going to be able to find it right now. I don't think that this has tonight's game uploaded yet on Money Puck, but Nathan McKinnon, at least going into this game, had played 115 minutes in this series. So Money Puck, just click on players on their top bar, sort by the avalanche, sort by forwards, sort by playoffs. That's how you're going to get that number uh, for you. We've got RJ, though, here. Let's bring in RJ. RJ, the building was loud. The energy was there for the start of it. Unfortunately, the Kraken probably played their worst game of the series. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, probably their worst game of the series. I mean, they just had long stretches where they couldn't get much going, whether it was, um, you know, just not be able to kind of get through the Avs layers of defense, which, you know, that's frustrating. And also taking as many penalties as they did. That's definitely something that uh, the Dave Haxtell and the players highlighted as well. Um, still not a terrible game from them. I mean, you know, if this is the worst of the series, that's, you know, that's not bad uh, in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, they'll need more if they want to win game seven on Sunday. Yeah, and we know exactly what they need to work on, right? Because like this is this is a lot like game three for me, RJ, which right. before this game was their worst game of the series. And it was, what did you struggle with? You, you, spe- you know, you didn't score on the power play. You were losing face-offs, getting killed there, right? And the Kraken were able to turn that around for game four, really turn it around for game five. Been there, done that. Let's just do it for one more game. Right. I mean, and they've showed their ability to make adjustments. And I, I think Dave Haxtell after the game was kind of, on the ball about what they needed to, you know, what they need to fix, what they need to do better. You know, he's going to work with the team. They're going to be watching video and and they're going to come out, give it their all for game seven. I mean, he didn't seem all that discouraged and certainly, you know, not in panic mode after this one. I mean, I think he just acknowledged like, yeah, the, the abs, he said, were a little bit better than us tonight. You know, they deserve the win tonight. They, they were a little bit better, but you know, now we've got to reset. We got to get back to our game and we got to just go out there because it's all on the line. Yeah, I like that messaging from Hackstall. I like that energy. Um, what was the energy from the Avs? Was it were they were they kind of maybe a little too happy about this one? Can we do we think we can catch them off guard, or are they like, yeah, no, we if, need to do this again? It, yeah, if Jared Bednar was anything to go by, I don't think they um, they you know got too excited over this one. I think he was very level headed uh, as he has been after a lot of these games. I think it was more just a relief that he kind of got the performance from some of his guys that, that he felt like they needed after a few games where they didn't play well. And he said, you know, that that was the tough part about a lot of the earlier games, especially uh, game five, is when you go out there and you you play hockey that you know is not your best. That can be really frustrating because, you know, there are games where you go out and you play your best and you still lose, and it, it happens. You can live with that. But they felt like they really kind of couldn't live with that effort that they gave in game five. And they, they wanted to go out there and show what they could do in this one. And, you know, I think that's just that's what you get. You get an Avs team that, that played really hard, knowing that they had to get back to the hockey they needed to play. Yeah, and an Avs team that has one line in particular, RJ, that is just killing the Kraken. It is, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, they're outscoring the rest of the team. Um, I, I kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, RJ. People asking ways of maybe slowing them down. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I pointed out earlier in the game that just it felt like this. there was two separate games in this game. One when that line was on the ice and the other one it wasn't. And uh, you just had to survive the time where they were on the ice. 
as best you could and hope that the uh, the mismatches when they weren't on the ice were enough. We could produce goals enough uh, to, to overcome that. And the Kraken just kind of couldn't do either of those. And it's so difficult to stop that line. Uh, they did really well on that first shift with Yanni Gord coming out there. They spent that whole shift just cycling in the ab zone um, and, and just working about puck possession. They weren't really trying to move the puck to the inside very much. They were just worried about keeping the puck, trying to run that clock down. But you just can't do it for a full 60 minutes. It's so difficult. Um, limiting rush chances, I, I thought they could have done a little bit better. I mean, there was one they were lucky the abs didn't score on, where I think Yanni Gord, I think it was his worst play of the series, but he turned the puck over on a three-on-two for the Kraken, two-on-one for the abs going back the other way with McKinnon and Ronson, and just things like that where they were a little bit too loose. They weren't careful enough with the puck, and you've got to be really careful with the puck at all times when those guys are out there. So that'd be the first thing I'd say, and, and Haxtell did highlight that as well. Yeah. Uh, the the crazy thing is I'm looking at the time on ice numbers for those guys. Crazy time on ice. Uh, 24-46 for Nathan McKinnon there. Uh, Rantanen, uh, 23-44. But the thing that's the, that's the biggest killer is looking at how much power play time they were able to get. Right, and the Kraken just need to need to stop on the penalties because the bottom line is Mikko Rantanen got a, he's averaging a goal per game in this one, eight fourteen power play time. Yeah, I mean that's a lot, and you can't afford to put them on the power play that often, even when they don't score. I mean, it yep. just messes with your momentum, and, and Haxall certainly did mention that that you can't get into that groove at, at five on five when you're taking all these penalties, and you've got to kill six minutes, you know, in the sec or eight minutes almost in the second period. Um, it, it's just a lot. And I thought the Avs power play looked better in this game too. Bednar said he thought they deserved a goal. And I, I do kind of agree that Ronson and miss on the wide open net. I don't know yeah. how that didn't go in. He's he, that's going to be the only time he'll ever miss that chance in his career. Probably <laughs> like, I have no idea how he didn't score either. Uh, Paul, I thought after the offside challenge and then the done rocket, I thought we were in the fight, but we stalled in Colorado's desperation. Energy took over. Uh, it's true. I mean, they, they, they needed to force a game seven and they were able to get it done. That being said, RJ, I mean, we talked about this, just, just get it to a best of three series, get two games on the road. I think the Kraken have a better chance in this game seven than any other team in the playoffs right now. I would agree with that. And looking at it from the start of the series, if you could just get it to that point, I think we all would have taken this. If you can just get it to a one game winner take all situation, I think now we maybe feel a little bit worse about it. Just given how good the Kraken have looked in the prior six that, you know, they've actually kind of controlled play. It seems like for most of that, you know, you feel like you're getting the worst of the situation, but going into the series, I think you absolutely take it. Yeah. Lindsay, what matters most is that the Kraken made history by scoring first in all six games. Now let's make it seven of seven and never give up the lead on Sunday. That would be the dream scenario for sure. Uh, but it's yeah. one that could happen. Uh, so that's good. Um, just getting to everybody's reaction to me talking about the ebbs hit from earlier, RJ. I don't know if you want to kind of give your thoughts on that. Uh, I can right. Go so yeah, this was interesting because there was no real talk about it on the Kraken side of things. We did get Eberle. And um, I know there were a couple uh, media people I talked to who were thinking about maybe asking about the hit, and they all kind of thought the other was people was going to do it. I got there late. I didn't catch the elevator in time to get there for him. So I was like in the fifth row, and it was, you know, I could barely hear what was going on. So I wasn't even sure if it was asked, but it, it wasn't. So nothing from Everly on the hit. Nobody asked Haxtell about the hit. Ha Bednar did get a question on the hit. So his opinion on that, now he said, first of all, he didn't get a very good look at the hit. So he qualified it with that. 
Because if you notice, it was on those near boards, yeah. kind of where the benches were. So he certainly couldn't see it well live. Uh, that's understandable. He said he only saw the quick replay of it. But his opinion was that they should have called it a major uh, initially. He said, you know, he can't speak to whether he feels it should be a major or not. But he was kind of harping on, well, that's why the rule's there, right? That's why I like that rule is because they can just call it that. If they find it's two minutes, great. You know, that, then you reduce it to two minutes. But um, he felt that it should have been called initially a major because basically that's why that rule exists. Yeah, and I agree with him. Like, yeah, I, I, I do agree with that, too. And that was that was a bad hit. That, that was a bad hit. I, I agree. I think Everly was lucky to only get two on that. Um, and I did, you know, I, I can't name any names, but I did talk to a couple former NHL players at intermission about that hit who both agreed that, yeah, that it seemed like Everly was lucky to get away with only two there. Um, so I, I don't think it's suspension worthy. Certainly not with Cogliano coming back. I don't think there's going to be any talk of that, but it's a dangerous hit and, and just can't be there. I thought five would have been the appropriate punishment. Although maybe since it was only a two, you look at it like the McCarr thing. I, I don't like putting those two hits even in the same conversation. I think McCarr's was much more reckless, but it doesn't take away from uh, Everly making a dirty hit there, a dangerous hit there. Yeah, it's definitely a dangerous hit, and it's it's one of those that it's, you know, no matter what level of hockey you're playing, you know that that's a no-no. A guy is yeah. especially bent over at the boards, and you're just looking at his back. You you just know you're not supposed to hit them. Yeah, um, he sees numbers the whole way. It's just yeah. You, yeah, you have to let up in that situation. Yeah. Uh, so I was kind of bracing everybody just in case we do see something else come down the line. Um, right. In, in part because it wasn't a major. It just like with the Macar one, I was like, that should just be a major. Like, and yeah, if it's I, the, major, the, you probably the didn't get anything else. Right. The, the difference in the way I think the league will look at it is just that Cogliano came back. Yes. And, and that he wasn't, you know, he's not going to miss games. And I think that's probably the only real difference the league's going to see in those two, even though, you know, they're, they're, they're just different plays. But still, I think that's what's going to make the difference in punishment. Yeah. Um, Edward reminds me of a quote from Kill Bill. You didn't think it would be that easy, did you? You know, for a second there, yeah, I kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think there's a, a healthy amount of that amongst Kraken fans for for sure. Yeah, uh, go check yourself. We tried. I have spoken. <laughs> so gotta get that in there. Um, Edward eliminating the defending champs was never going to be uh, easy. That's for sure. Um, let's see. Uh, still not over. Maddie taking a penalty. You know the Kraken are off their game win. Uh, I know, uh, RJ. How does it feel to be in the building for one of two Maddie Beneers penalties ever at the NHL? Level? I know. I was, I was kind of freaking out over that. Like, what? Maddie Beneers took a penalty. I went to go look up how many games in his career. Yeah, two penalties in ninety-six career games uh, for Maddie Beneers. I, that one was a little more of a, you know, kind of earned penalty than the first one was a little odd. Where, he, if you remember, he kind of um, stick lifted uh, another player's stick up into the netting on his first yeah. one. That one, I think he got more of his money's worth. That was definitely a trip. Uh, deserved to, to go to the box for that yeah. one. Yeah, definitely. It's, you know, it's, it's the way it goes. Um, it happens to the best of them. Uh, Lindsay, even if we do lose in seven, still would have been wildly successful season. Playing with house money all the way. Would love to see the boys get the W, but we're ahead of schedule. No fear of failure. I think it's a very healthy attitude to, to carry into Sunday. Yeah, no, right. I think so. And yeah. Jordan Everly even mentioned that too. He said, and he said this a lot during the series, but again, said, we've got nothing to lose. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's game seven. It's fun. We got nothing to lose. Let's just go in there. And even this morning, talk to some of the guys, they said like, yeah, we don't, we still don't feel any pressure. Like, and that's right. the great part about it. Like they have really internalized that they are playing with house money. 
and and it's great when you kind of talk to guys even before a game and everything. They're just they're just not feeling that pressure. Yeah, no, all the pressure is on the Avalanche in this series. Once yeah. it went longer than four games, all the pressure is on the Avalanche. Yeah, basically, right? Uh, the only pressure for the Kraken was don't get swept. That would be a bad look. Uh, after that, it's all it's all good. Um, Daniel, here's tonight's game summary: outsmarted, outplayed, outscored. Do you want me to keep going? <laughs> no, that, that, that probably sums it all up there, Daniel. Uh, Sean Cartier looked pretty good again tonight. Uh, he did until he took his penalty and kind of got benched. Yeah, he did get benched. And I think I only noticed one shift after that. Um, it's tough because he's just trying to take out his man going to the net. Like he, he's trying to kind of tie up his guy. It was a little bit much. And, and of course, it was a penalty. But um, before that, I thought he was really impressive. I, I just I like the confidence from him. Like he doesn't shy away from any plays. It, it, it's unfortunate. He almost got the primary assist on that done goal. Because um, yeah. he shoots that puck to go in there. If, if the Avs didn't have like kind of full possession to send it off to the corner for done, but he does a lot of work to create that play. And I think that's something that should be recognized. Yeah, no, he, he had a good, he had a good one. And it's unfortunate that that penalty, you know, happened kind of the way it did. And it did lead to him not seeing a lot more ice time tonight. Uh, I'm very intrigued to see what, what the lineup looks like for game seven. I would assume though, no changes. Right. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't change anything to start. And Hackstall's talked about whatever the lineup is at the start of the game, we make a lot of those tweaks and changes in game. We don't like to change yeah. things up beforehand in the starting lineup. We see what we need to do and we make those changes as the game goes on. I think this will be no different. Definitely. Got a super chat here from Light. Sorry you guys are getting a bunch of random hate on Twitter just for being Kraken related. See you all on Sunday for another game. Uh, take care, Light. Thanks for the super chat. It's the way it goes. Uh, we pride ourselves on being like a, a you know, a new kind of way of, of covering sports media, uh, using social media, doing stuff like this with a very community focused post game live. Uh, and the bottom line is engagement is what drives all of that. And so got to take the, the bad with the good, RJ. Exactly. I've, I've waited through a lot of that uh, on, on Twitter tonight. But you know what comes with the territory? We're fine. Yeah, I was going to say, I, it's easier for me to say as the person not uh, in charge of the Twitter. Not tweeting things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> makes it a little bit easier for on my end of things. Um, let's see. Uh, Noah, all those sports writers who had abs in five run, wondering who they would pick now. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, just upsetting the whole apple cart as far as what it was supposed to be. Uh, Sean, not enough shots on goal from Sprong or Tolvanen. Sprong with one in 10 minutes and Tolvanen with one in 17. I do feel like of any game this series, RJ, this was the time in which I noticed the Yanni Gord line the least. Uh, and maybe that's a coincidence with the Kraken's worst played game. I don't know. Maybe, maybe those two things have something in common. Um, but I, I agree with you. In the first, we kind of saw them a little bit, but it did feel like as the game got going, uh, they weren't their normal, like, just dominant selves. Yeah, and they had a really tough assignment. It's hard to keep that up for a full 60 minutes. And, yeah, I mean, it, it's just how, how do you stop that line? When they load up like that with McKinnon, Rotson, yeah. and Lekkonen, I don't know that there's any lines, you know, maybe maybe two or three in the NHL that could hold them off the scoreboard for a full game like that. On Tolvanen, though, one thing I will say I, I, that I don't like, um, that where they've moved him on the power play now. So I understand Jared McCann's out. You have to make some changes. But what they've done is they've moved um, Tolvanen out of that one-timer spot on the right boards, moved him over to the left side, and they put, like, Cartier or Gord or somebody on that right side. Yeah. And I, I think Tolvanen's one-timer, again, that's – 
that's kind of the power that he brings on the power play, right? And they're trying to make him into Jared McCann there, and he's just not. Jared McCann likes to take that extra time, work it into the zone, and set up a wrist shot. That, that's right. not what Tolvanen likes to do. I mean, watching the power play, like he's not even a threat to shoot. He's just looking to move that puck away. He doesn't want to take the McCann shot. And I don't blame him. Not many people can do that. It's yeah. not a knock on him, but I just, I'd like to see him back in that one-timer spot there. Preach, RJ, preach. Uh, totally. Especially because, yeah, I mean, his his one-timer, I mean, we've seen it get up to, what, 94 in-game? Like, that, yeah. I'm sorry, Yanni Gord's fantastic hockey player. He can't do that. You know no. what I mean? Like, he's not going to do that from that side. And, uh, and they fed Gord for a couple one-timers late in the game, and they just looked like they came off kind of slow. Yeah, we, we, we saw this last year, too. Remember, they tried to make Yanni Gord kind of a focal point of the power play in that way, and it's just not, you know, his skill set is the bottom line. Again, no, no knocks on Yanni Gord. Fantastic player. Um, he, that's just not his style, uh, where it's definitely uh, Ellie Tolvanen's. Uh, we've seen it a lot this year. Uh, the Kraken win tonight would have been nuts, but I definitely came in going, I'm feeling a seven-game series from Russ. Uh, I'm sure the league wanted that. Uh, <laughs> Edward, no matter what, this will be seven more games of Kraken hockey than we were supposed to get this season. Again, I, I, I love that mentality that we're all keeping. Yep. Uh, Valentin, Valentina, uh, poor sweet baby bird went to the wing penalty box, wrong penalty box. Carts is so pure. Did they mention it on the broadcast? We didn't get it on our broadcast. On the national broadcast, didn't get it. I don't know about Root, uh, but I did think that that was a cute story that I was reading on the Discord. We're talking about Cartier going to the wrong box. Yeah. Yeah, we, we definitely noticed that up in the press bridge. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> was that be, just because it was the second period and so things were kind of switched? So he right, just, yeah, I get, you know, get confused, you know. you know. Yeah, I get that. I get he actually that. had, and we talked about it this morning, though. He has played a game in this arena before with the Firebirds earlier this True. season. Although he True. did say, I don't think that's very much of an advantage, and maybe it, it showed itself there. Yeah. Uh, Sean, Avs deserve credit for a good road win to earn a game seven, but it sucks that McCarr got to play after only a one game suspension while our best goals, our best scorer is out indefinitely because of McCarr's cheap shot. It, I mean, it's true. It's just, it's the way it goes. Um, I will say, I thought Kel McCarr made a huge difference in this game, especially yeah. with the D zone exits for Colorado, moving the puck out of their own zone, mitigating the crack and four check. I, I thought he was really good in that area tonight. It was really, really good. Six takeaways. Kale McCarr. I mean, Kraken really struggled to get offense going. 13 shots on goals, periods two and three combined, RJ. Got to think him disrupting and stealing the puck there plays a part in that. Like, yeah. those two I will say the crowd brought it again with the booze. I mean, even there was that one power play. He touched the puck eight times, and I was counting. And the booze just kept getting louder and louder each time. Like, well done, fans. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Daniel, really hope we don't become the Leafs. Tammy, I'll be dead before we become the Leafs. Yeah, we are so far away from becoming oh, yeah. the Leafs. Don't even worry about it. Um, let's see. Valentina, Colorado rolled one line tonight. I love our depth, but we don't have an answer for it yet. Uh, and again, maybe we'll figure it out for a game seven. Otherwise, just got to make sure you capitalize on the, you know, whatever however much time it is that they're not on the ice the the 35 minutes that mckinnon's not out there you just got to make sure you, yeah. you capitalize on that that bit of game time um let's see uh keenan i attended game four this wasn't the same kraken team how much of that uh is colorado with their backs against the wall i think there's a big part of that i mean colorado came out from the jump rj ready to play they did you knew they were going to be motivated and um they weren't deterred either. I mean, they had that goal taken off the board. The Kraken scored first. Like, 
if anything is going to just, you know, sink their morale, that was it. But no quit in them. Yeah. Uh, Daniel asking if it's the same ref crew that works the entire series. No, definitely not. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think so. No, I can't imagine they would do that. That would that would be a recipe for a lot of stuff yeah. going around that the NHL wouldn't want going around. Yeah. Um, and it just doesn't. I'm thinking about who's calling penalties. It hasn't been the same guys. Uh, AJ Stars fans here. Stars Stars fan here rooting for y'all. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Thank Congrats you. Yep. on your series win. Um, keeping my bracket alive. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, Daniel. Uh, uh, yeah, coming out of every board battle, Avs guys are holding cracking sticks the whole series. I, it's just playoff hockey stuff there. Um, let's see. Ty, ultimately, this has been an amazing ride, and I'm elated with the season thus far. I was hopeful for the coolest transition in sports at CPA handshake line next time. Be proud uh, to yell your A off. Oh, for sure. Uh, for sure. Um, Timothy, honestly, the Kraken's biggest problem is they don't hit. Abs were leveling a man every few seconds in the second. They should have at least made him a car-shaped hole in the boards. So this isn't the first time I've gotten this, RJ. Now, the Kraken did technically out-hit them as far as stats go. I understand like what Timothy's saying here, where some of the Avs hits seem a little bit bigger. They're, they're knocking the Kraken down to the ice, where maybe the Kraken don't always do that. Um, but I still don't think that, you know, physicality is like the reason the Kraken have had issues in the games they've had issues. Right. I don't think that's the cause. I mean, I understand, you know, where you're at in the series, maybe one delay a few more hits because they, they really weren't that physical. Although I don't think the abs like, you know, were, were kind of overly physical with their hitting either. I think both teams were just really focused on trying to win what felt like a must win game. Certainly it was definitely a must win game for Colorado. And I know the Kraken, you know, we're very invested in this one, too. And generally, when that's the case, you don't see guys kind of taking runs for hits where maybe you'll get left out of position. And I think that was kind of the case tonight. Yeah, no, agreed. And again, bottom line is, as it's as has been the case for all, you know, 30 to 40, however many games they've lost this season, face-offs, got to score on the power play. Those are the those are the, your issues. You know, mm -hmm. that, that's that's what's keep that's what keeps this team from winning games. Um can't win if you're chasing the whole game. Get them next time, boys, from Richter there. Um, here for the wins and losses. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jake saying, I think RJ had the wrong underwear. It's his fault. I Okay. I, to the best of my knowledge, I had the correct underwear. I went searching through the hamper to try and find them. So maybe same I tie. did. I don't, maybe this tells me that I did. Yeah, same tie, too. I'm noticing that. Yeah, so I that. kept everything else. Like, everything else I know was the same. Yeah. Uh, Richter, RJ looking slicker than a bowling lane. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you know, Navs were too motivated back against the wall, defending champs and 75% of their offensive lines being beaten all series. I still think we can take them in Denver. Go Kraken. Love the enthusiasm. I'm right there with you. Um, Daniel asking RJ, did you sense a difference in the number of and intensity of hits? Seemed like it wasn't quite at the level. It was at the last couple of games. I mean, we kind of just talked about that. I don't yeah. know if you want to address it a little bit. More, I think on but... both sides, it kind of wasn't what we saw the last couple of games. Got you. Uh, Chris, game seven, got them right where they want them, in Denver. It's true. It's <laughs> true. Um, let's see. Uh, Chris, I also won't discount the fact that the first clinch game in team history in the playoffs has got to be a hell of a mind game to play. We'll settle into game seven just fine. Yeah, I, and it sounds like based on what you talked about earlier, you know, I, 
it sounds like they weren't too worried about things. Um, but I got to think that that is something that, you know, goes through your mind and forgot young guys like Maddie, you know, it's, it's a new spot to be in. And the bottom line is you need the experience of being there to learn how to handle it. Yeah. And we see generally teams with that experience tend to do better in those situations. Yep. Uh, Sean, after such a magical season for the Kraken, it's pretty epic that they are playing the defending Stanley Cup champions in a game seven first round clincher on the road. It's 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 wonderful. It's you couldn't write a better script for this team this season. You know? Yeah, you, you could. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Cartier's penalty wasn't too egregious. It wasn't too egregious, but it was still. No, you know, it was didn't need to take it um kaylin during the last game fitz said something like a good road game is a boring game would you guys explain why i mean oh yeah go, go for ahead it. Go, no go for it well no i mean i think generally on the road you're looking to you know kind of take the other team's crowd out of it not let them get gather up too much momentum at home um i mean that, that's kind of the first thing i mean you talk about a good road first period like you know if it's zero zero like two shots apiece like, oh, that's a good road period. You know, again, just taking their momentum out of it. Don't let them get, gather any immediate advantage from, uh, you know, from being at home. Yeah, because all the advantages of playing a home game in sports, right? It's it's familiarity. You're in your own locker room. You're comfortable. You've slept in your own bed. You've got your home crowd behind you feeding you all that stuff. If you can do anything to make them feel like they're not capable of doing what they want to do, it takes away all of that advantage. It's all gone at that point because now they're frustrated. And yep. so anytime you can do that on the road, it, it takes away all the advantages of playing at home. And so far this season, Kraken have done a fantastic job of that. They've done a fantastic job of that this series. Ball Arena has been very quiet through a lot of this series. And I think uh, that's going to be another important thing for the Kraken on Sunday. Becca, I think we're a better team and will prevail on Sunday. Even if I'm wrong about that, the league knows we're coming now and that we are serious. It's true. Nobody, I mean, everybody will talk about the Kraken next year when Kraken, you know, they come to town, opposing teams are going to take them a little bit more seriously. The fan bases are going to take them more seriously. The Kraken are doing really good work for themselves league wide. And as far as the, like, you know, we're legit now, like pay attention to us. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's the word is out now. I mean, everybody's paying attention and uh, a lot of eyes are going to be on that game seven you know whichever way it goes yep uh lindsey on the power play yanni and schwartz belong net front for tips and greasy goals tolvanen belongs in his one-timer spot canner sprung from the other wing period let them play to their strengths i agree lindsey for power play coach let's make it happen yep no notes uh Bahrain, i was wondering who would be the fifth forward on the pk with mccann out and maddie getting bumped up looks like it's tolvanen not necessarily who i would ex who i expected but it seems to have worked out okay for this game at least um this does bring up one other thing though just with the shuffling of lines what did you think of kind of the lines that we were seeing at the end of this game rj um, I mean, I thought, hey, look, Axel's just trying to get something going at that point and kind of stacking his lines, right? They did get a little bit more of a push than they had because they had, you know, a solid 10 minutes or so where they just got nothing going. So it was an improvement over that. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I don't think they're going to stick with it. I think they're going to kind of go back to what they had done. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I noticed one of the things was like, you know, Schwartz with veneers and Everly and stuff. Like, you know, once Cartier got glued to yes. the bench, maybe you'll see a little bit more of that. I mean, you know, he's, he is the line fixer. Um, yes. and, and, you know, that line again, without McCann, like any line that loses your top score, you know, could use some fixing. 
This is the bottom line as far as what I can tell what he does is in games in which they really struggle on the faceoff dot like tonight, especially if, if like you're, you're going to kind of bench the, the kid in Cartier and you're going to have to make some changes. He's just trying to find guys who can take over faceoffs for the centers when they're struggling. And tonight, all the centers were struggling. Like, well, I'll just focus on the top three lines because the fourth line doesn't see a ton of ice time. Um, but Baneers, 29%. Yanni Gord, 29%. Alexander Wenberg, 36%. It's a really rough face-off percentage numbers. And so by moving Schwartz up to that first line, you give somebody who can help out Berniers there. Everly's already helping out Berniers, but it really helps you out on that line. You've got Bjorkstrand. He's done a good job on the face-offs. He's had to take on the third line. And then for the second line, you're moving Schwartz off of it, but you're keeping Geeky there. So he can help out Wenberg on the face-off dot. Obviously, Geeky, you know, arguably their most consistent face-off man. So um, it seems like that really is one of the things that he goes to in games like tonight where the face-offs are really starting to become a problem, I think we're going to start to really just see Schwartz get moved up to that top line so that Maddie essentially doesn't have to take a face-off. So you, you've got guys for both sides on it. Yeah, that makes sense. And it doesn't hurt the second line too much either. Uh, Kepler, just turning, uh, tuning in on my way back from the game, the energy in CPA was the best I've ever felt, and I was there for game four. It's too bad the abs pulled ahead and sort of took the crowd out of it. Um, what did you guys think of the refs today? A lot of interesting calls both ways and non-calls. I, I talked earlier, RJ, you know, leaving the Eberly stuff out of it. I said it wasn't the greatest game from the refs, but like, you know, it's the way it is. They called a lot. Yeah, it, it wasn't terrible. I mean, again, the Eberly stuff aside, I, I thought it was fine. You know, there, there's kind of a few each, each way. I don't think it, you know, it was a, it certainly wasn't the reason the Kraken lost or the Avs won. Yeah, agreed. Lindsay, Avs haven't won a game seven elimination game since 2002. Wow. That's wow. a long time ago. Who was that against, I wonder? Oh, yeah, I have no idea. Could be a lot of different teams. Uh, let's say the Red Wings. Why not? That Just for, just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, Timothy, regarding playoff experience, the Kraken have more of it than a lot of the league, just not as a team worth remembering for sure. And I think that that's going to you know help them out going into a game seven. The fact that they do have that playoff experience in the room, I think it's helped them out through this whole series. Um, yeah, and Haxtell's just been pretty upfront about it. I think he said point blank, look, the fact that we don't have experience together as a team is a non-factor. He called it a complete non-factor. Like, the guys have been there before. doesn't matter that we haven't been there as a team. Yep. Uh, Lindsay saying it was the Red Wings. Uh, nice one, Dylan. Yeah. Well done, Dylan. Good job. Yep, I totally knew it. I was just trying to play it nonchalant. Like Adam Larson in the D zone tonight, just like disrupting chances of the abs, especially in that first period. He locked knees, RJ, just standing straight up, just sticking his stick out there, blocking a shot and deflecting it up, getting cracking going in transition. Why he was doing his thing. He was doing his thing. Why does he do that all the time, though? Where was that in the next two periods? Yeah. Just saying. Uh, just uh, going to speed run these last couple comments here. Uh, Edward, win or lose, chat still three for three, complimenting RJ on his suit game. Love this community. <laughs> I do too. Thank you, everyone. Do appreciate that. Jake, I don't want to spend too much time complaining about officiating. Let's not be the Avs fans. I, already, we, we, we're better than the Avs fans. We haven't complained about it too much. I think we're very fair about the Everly thing. And Yeah, having... no, we're fair about the Everly thing, too. I mean, that's like I think we're handling this really well. Yeah. Um, that was, speaking of which, Briggsy, sorry I'm late. Have we already discussed the reasons why Everly should be suspended for Game 7? <laughs> 
I don't know if there's going to be a suspension. I'm not speculating on that, but we both we both have said that it was a dangerous hit. It was a play he should not have done. You can't make that yeah. play. He should know better. All that stuff, absolutely. And that you know, in my mind, that should have been a major. I'm very surprised it yeah. wasn't a major. And on suspension, I think the only the reason the league won't do it is because generally they look at it like, oh, did the guy get injured? Is he going to miss games? And yeah. if it's no, then no suspension. That's just how they tend to look at it. I think yeah. that's a problem. I think they should look at it differently. <laughs> Absolutely. But that's how they look at it in general. That's the established you know, system that they have provided for us. That's the <laughs> yeah. only thing we can work off of. I'm with you. That's a terrible way of doing it. The whole point is to prevent injuries, not punish when they happen, but whatever. Right. Um, uh, more multiple cup winners among the players with 15-plus games than players with no playoff experience. Um, appreciate that stat, Bahrain, and also appreciate you uh, – since no one has said it like the stream, thank you for getting that in here uh, right towards the end. And Becca didn't love the abs hit, but didn't think it was the same level as a lot of the other bad hits this season. What are the chances it goes to player safety? Sorry if you've already talked about it. Well, there, we just kind of talked about it. I'm sure you just heard. Yeah, Becca there it is. On Sean, Lindsay dropping hockey knowledge all day long. Yes, Lindsay for power play coach. Couldn't agree more. Um, want to thank everybody for being here. I mean, we've got the biggest game in Kraken history coming up. I love that we keep getting to say that, RJ. It's really fun. I like this continued escalation of it, but it is very true. I mean, first ever playoffs for the Kraken, RJ, in their first ever series, and we get a game seven. Like, it's a way to do it. You know what? Kraken fans are getting the full first round playoff experience here. You, you haven't fully experienced everything until you've gone through a game seven. So, we're all going to experience that together. We're going to come on here for, you know, what is hopefully an awesome. It'll be awesome no matter what. Post-game live after that one. Can't wait to see you all for that. And, uh, yeah, just got a couple days and, and right back at it on Sunday. Yep, Sunday at 6.30, which really means 6.50 uh, on True TV. But it, it, it's, it's, it's the way it goes. Uh, but I'm super, super pumped for it. Can't wait to watch it alongside everybody. Discord, on Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, and then be right back here for Post Game Live. I will say this, everybody, for Post Game Live. Just want to float this out there. Probably a delayed start because I will want to watch like the handshake line and everything. Kind of let things play out. Regardless of if the Kraken win or not, like certainly if they win, we're going to want to all watch the celebration, not jump into this right away. Um, so I just want to throw that out there. We'll put up some warnings and stuff. Good idea. Like a, a little bit of a delay uh, from the actual end of the game just because of all the uh, end of series, you know, hoopla. Uh, but yep. it's important, I think. It's important. So, oh, yeah. All right. All right, everybody. We'll see you all next time. Thanks for being here and uh, go Kraken. <laughs>